You're listening to the Rose Theodora podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode. We are going to dive into all things cancer for this episode. What it means if you are a sun sign cancer, what it means if you've got Jupiter in cancer, where cancer resides in your astrological chart, on which house cusp, what that means for you, how it colors the area of your life. Because don't forget that you don't need to have any planets in Cancer to have the astrological sign Cancer show up in your life. So on whichever house cusp you have Cancer, it colors that area of your life. In listening to this episode, keep an open mind and think about your relationship to the sign Cancer. Do you have a visceral reaction even when you hear that? Does it remind you of someone? Are you a Cancer yourself? How do you feel about it? Um, do you have an adverse reaction or are you warm to that sign and why? If you feel a particular reaction, even in thinking about that sign, I encourage you to look at your fourth house. You may have planets residing in the fourth house. It does not matter which sign they're in. They're going to be colored by cancer. So we'll get into all things Cancerian in this episode, but first... I'd like to share with you a message that I received from a concerned-to-be mother. She sends me a message and writes, I'm having a baby girl due November 13th. She puts in parentheses in capital letters, Scorpio. Everything I read is kind of negative about how intense, jealous, and secretive she will be. Is there any way to avoid this? Or is it just kind of written in the stars that it will be that way? This is a really good question. I get it all the time with people. Your son sign and the fact that her daughter will be born around November 13th means that um, it's just her son sign. That's one tiny fraction of what astrology is. It is almost like a grain of sand on a beach. It is purposeful in that that is who you are here to be, your sun sign, your birth date, is who you are here to become personality-wise, to evoke that kind of presence because your soul needs that identity. It needs that personality in this lifetime. So is her daughter going to be condemned that she's a Scorpio? Absolutely fucking not. Excuse my language. No, never are you condemned because of your sun sign. Sun sign astrology really became popularized. I've said this before, but around the 1930s with Alan Leo and some astrologers still focus on sun sign astrology today. What I know about Scorpio and the depth of the sign is that you, if you are a Scorpio and Scorpios are here to learn about empowerment. And so oftentimes they have a personality that distrusts or that feels threatened by the world because they they know what it is to be disempowered and their goal is to learn empowerment and empower and to empower those around them and so what I would say to this mother and what I did say is that absolutely not she's not condemned she's born as a very powerful sign she's born with a lot of intensity and magnetism to overcome things in life whether small or great we all have that capacity somewhere wherever scorpio is in our chart but this episode isn't about scorpio i just wanted to share that with you in in hopes that it sheds a little bit of light on the tiny fraction that our sun sign role plays in this life. 
In this episode, we're going to explore the many facets of what it is to be a Cancer, to move into Cancer season, and to have the upcoming eclipses and Mercury retrograde as well as summer solstice in the sign of Cancer. So enjoy. The sign Cancer, a water receptive sign known as a cardinal sign. So its modality is cardinal and there are four cardinal signs. Cardinal means the one that initiates and begins. There are uh, 12 zodiac signs and three modalities and four per modality. So the opposite sign of Cancer, Capricorn, initiates winter solstice, also a cardinal sign. Aries, a cardinal sign, represents spring equinox. Its opposite sign, Libra, represents autumn equinox, and Cancer represents summer solstice. So we are approaching summer solstice. This year, it's on June 20th, and whenever the first day of summer solstice occurs, that means that it's the first day of not only summer, but the first day of the zodiac sign. Now, when I write horoscopes for publications, the problem that we always come across is that they say, well, when does it start? Which day does, does this sign start? And that goes for any season. And I always tell them it varies. Every year it's slightly different. And they're always shocked because there is always a date. You know, if you Google it, there's usually a date or like a time frame in which the sign occurs. And for Cancer, I think online it would be June 21st until July 22nd is known as Cancer season. So what if, you, what, what if you're born June 20th or July 23rd or July 21st, you think you're born on a cusp. And a lot of people do. And, and this has been a controversy for a while. The reason is because it's natural. And when something's natural, you can't contain it and define it in a box. Just like the planetary motions are not a perfect circle. So the Earth's rotation around the sun is a bit of a slight oval. It's not completely circular. Each year on your birthday, your solar return chart will align the exact point of the sun at your birth, which may vary by a few hours or even a day. And the same with the seasons. So this is something to really remember. Personally, I don't use cusps. I don't believe in cusps. I think that you are, it varies per year on which day that sign begins. And if you are born your year on the last day of a sign, you are fully that sign. If you are born on the first day of a sign, you are infantile. You are approaching that sign with big, wide, open eyes and in innocence. And so does that mean you're not innocent if you're born on the last day of that sign? No, but you're an elder of that sign. You've been through every degree. If you think in terms of astrology as this process of growth, whether that is through the zodiacal wheel or through one sign itself. You've got the initiatory state, that phase of a sign in zero degrees, the first day of the sign. If you're born the seventh day in that sign, you're born at seven degrees and so on and so forth. If you're born the last day of a sign, you're born on what's called the anoretic degree, the 29th degree. So you've lived through that sign. Even if you're born on the last day, you know what it is to fully embody that sign. And that's why I don't believe in cusp because there is a dramatic difference between the last and the first day. If you consider that Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, the first cardinal sign of the zodiac, initiating that spring solstice, uh, excuse me, spring equinox, you then move through the zodiacal wheel in sequential order, you are basically mastering one sign moving through the next and the next. And so that can be considered an internal personal evolutionary process. 
And that is how I use astrology. One of the many ways that I find it can be so empowering is to think about where most of your planets are also located, you know, in which sign, in which area of your chart. What are you really working on evolving in this incarnation, in this life? So by the time we get to Cancer, the fourth zodiac sign, it really is about experiencing the soul and the soul through this physical incarnation. It's the first time that we begin to realize that there is some kind of presence here beyond just our intellect in Gemini and beyond our body in this physical environment, Taurus. When we get to cancer, we start to deal with the emotions for the first time. We start to deal with what is it to have something non-localized? What is it to deal with something abstract? What is it to deal with something that seems at times out of our control? The emotions. And the emotions represent something different, something that we, when I say different, I mean something intangible, something that we cannot put our finger on. And this is the beauty of cancer. It's the first time that uh, we are developing what it is to have a relationship with our emotions. So wherever you have cancer on a house cusp, that means cancer colors that area of your life. That area of your life is where you are experiencing and nourishing your life with emotions, with emotional sustenance, and where you need it. So Cancer is the fourth sign of the zodiac, is also known as the mother sign of the zodiacal wheel. And the reason for this is because a mother, if you think about what it is to have a mother, what it is to be a mother, and we all have such a different concept of what mother really is. So even take a moment. What does mother mean to you? I've been thinking about this actually and thinking about okay, what's happening this season in cancer season? We've got summer solstice on June 20th, the longest day of the year with the most light. We have um, an eclipse, a solar eclipse in Cancer at the very first degree at zero degrees Cancer on June 21st. And we've got a Mercury retrograde from June 18th starting this week. If you're listening afterwards, um, you can actually go back and look at how Mercury retrograde was affecting you at that time. So June 18th until July 12th. And... I began thinking, wow, Father's Day is happening on June 21st this year in the States. And it is in the midst of the most maternal season. Why? Why is it dictated? Why is it determined that it's the, a national holiday during the season that is supposed to be the most maternal? And so, of course, I started to dig into that and look at when it was first considered a holiday and why? What's the purpose? And why are they using that very powerful time around solstice every year? Because it varies every year. It's the third Sunday in June, always near summer solstice, which should be if we are in touch and we were more in touch with the natural cycles of earth, um, you know, even the days of the week, Monday is known as lunes, in Spanish, um, and that is the moon, Luna. So Monday is the moon's day. It's also the day for Cancer, whereas Tuesdays, Martes in Spanish, is known as Mars. Um, Wednesday is Mercury's day. Thursday is Jupiter's day. Friday is Venus. Saturday is Saturn's day. And Sunday is the sun. Now, you probably or likely already knew this, but if we're living more in harmony with the natural cycles of light, the natural cycle of the planetary movements, you would think it would make our life a lot easier. And so this is a, is, this is a small question in which you might think that's not really a big deal, right? 
but it is if you look at what's happening in the world in terms of us, meaning humans, uh, humanity, having to fight for such equality, whether that's women's rights or what's happening now in the world with the revolution in terms of Black Lives Matter. So it's a big deal for me. And it's especially strange that during these um, seasons in the Northern Hemisphere now, when we're experiencing summer solstice, and in the Southern Hemisphere, they're experiencing winter solstice, these are gateways, these are portals into um, different light consciousness. So that's a very spiritual concept, but they're cycles of awakening and turning inward. And so why is Father's Day on June 21st? It's also the day of the eclipse this year. So I, I began digging in a little bit and found that Father's Day was determined by Richard Nixon in 1972, and he made it a federal holiday because he said that uh, we that men also needed to be honored um, like women, and it was honored to uh, excuse me, it was a way to honor American troops and to support the war effort. Let me say that again. It's meant to support uh, the American troops and support the war effort at that time. Because around this time, um, I think during it was World War II when people started to complain that there wasn't a Father's Day and there needs to be a way to honor troops. So why then is Father's Day associated with war and fighting? It's interesting just to even think about that. So to recap, Mother's Day was an official holiday before it was the predecessor to Father's Day. In 1914, it was um, determined to be a national holiday in the United States by President Woodrow Wilson. And Father's Day was also um, had been celebrated before then. Both were celebrated in 1908, um, but they never were officially recognized by the United States government. What's interesting about the year 1908 is that we had eclipses that were in the signs of Cancer and Capricorn, which were reworking our themes around the masculine, feminine, around patriarchal, matriarchal. Um, Uranus was also in Capricorn and Neptune was in Cancer. So that's gonna be a whole other episode. But if you really like um, diving deep into those themes, which I do, that's just a little um, bit of information uh, if you'd like to investigate farther. Uh, I will cover this in a future episode too. Um, so then Father's Day was official, officially recognized in um, 1972 by President Richard Nixon, who signed a proclamation for it to become a national holiday. So again, it was celebrated like Mother's Day since 1908, but then they, they didn't become official holidays until years later. There is one reference to the sign Cancer in Greek mythology, and that is that uh, Zeus has a wife named uh, Hera, and Zeus has an Ill illegitimate child named Hercules. And in battle one day, Hercules is fighting a hydra, and Hera, in her protective nature of wanting to protect um, the throne and who was next in line, she didn't want Hercules to have that position of power. So in his fight with the hydra, she sends a crab to protect um, or to defend her and hopefully to help uh, distract Hercules in his battle. But that doesn't work. And there are two outcomes. One is that the crab is stepped on and the other is that Hercules accidentally throws the crab into or kicks the crab into the sky. Needless to say, or regardless, or in spite of, Hera rewards the crab for its efforts and puts him in the darkest part of the northern hemisphere where its constellation shines brightest. So 
The constellation in Latin is known as the crab, and it's the 31st largest constellation in the Northern Hemisphere. And it has a lot of different star systems. It even has its own galaxy, and its stars are called the cancri. Um, there's also part of the beehive cluster there, known as the breast of cancer, and also the manger. And so this is where cancer is attributed to the breast and the maternal breast and that sustenance for life in which an infant feeds from his mother's milk. When it comes to um, cancer being sensitive, think about what you know about the sign cancer. What are its stereotypes? We have stereotypes for every single sign. Just like the woman who wrote me about her child being a Scorpio and, you know, how to deal with that. And is it true? Are our children condemned for the signs they are? Are we condemned for our negative traits and qualities? No, absolutely not. Um, again, no sign is good or bad. There is a way of being and we all have to commune with a sign at some point in the year. For example, we are entering cancer season. So all of us are going to work on cancer type themes in our life and cancer matters. In addition to that, we have the mercury retrograde happening in the sign of cancer. All three mercury retrogrades that occur this year are in water signs. Water signs are about emotion and about feeling, they're emotive. So whatever biased opinions you have, if any, about cancer, put them aside and have an open mind and an open heart. And again, I encourage you to look at your fourth house and see what planets you have there despite their sign. The houses are also or can be attributed to the signs. Some astrologers don't like that association, but I do find it very helpful and meaningful, especially when we think about cancer in terms of incarnating um, to deal with that part of the soul. Let me rephrase that. That cancer is where we all work with that soul awareness of emotion, which is non-intellectual, non-physical. It's related to the spiritual. So that is associated with the fourth house because the fourth house shows the lineage. It shows what we incarnate with and where our family is, what our upbringing was like. It details in one's chart what their upbringing was, what their childhood home was like. And you can even see physical things such as what the physical environment was like for that child, how many people were surrounding the child when they grew up, and what kind of home do you need to feel safe in this world. So the fourth house, which I attribute with cancer, are the roots. It's the root. It's, it ties you to your family. And if you think about it in terms of safety and security. If we feel grounded and rooted in this life, we can then go out into the world and have healthy relationships or not healthy relationships. We can um, have that foundation and that emotional support that enables us to go out into the world and to be successful. So one psychologist who talks about this a lot is Abraham Maslow. If you don't know his work, uh, he, comes, he, he did come up with that Maslow's triangle and that if all of your needs are met, you can function in the world, meaning food, shelter, um, and emotional sustenance. I'm interrupting this episode to say hello and to introduce myself for those of you who are new and listening for the first time. This is an astrology lifestyle podcast, but more than that, I want to share my 10 plus years of counseling, astrological counseling experience with you so that you can utilize astrology in an empowering way in your life. If you have not yet rated the podcast or subscribed, please consider doing so and leaving a five-star review so that you can really help it spread and reach other people. I am launching a series called the Embodiment Series, which is a 12-step workshop that allows you to work with each astrological phase. 
sign and how so you can really embody this evolutionary astrological zodiacal wheel of life and work with each step in a profound way that helps you feel safe and secure and build upon that ultimately leading to a sense of wholeness you can visit my website rosetheodora.com and sign up for the embodiment series waitlist there I'd also love to hear from you if you have questions. Please feel free to email me at info at rosetheodora.com or to send me a voice note. I'll include your questions in future episodes. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy listening to the rest of the episode. Ciao. Cancer as a water sign and as connected to that fourth house consciousness in the evolutionary wheel of life known as the zodiac wheel, when we're dealing with cancer, when we're contemplating the sign cancer, when we are in cancer season or when we have a planet that's in the sign of cancer, that's when we are or where we are doing our cancer work. And that means revisiting childhood themes. So what is childhood about? Not all of us had a conducive childhood or one in which we felt safe. And so that's what this psychologist Abraham Maslow talks about is he's saying in early childhood, that container of the home, if we didn't feel protected by our elders, if we didn't feel we had a safe place to explore our emotions and our connection to that uh, soulful place within us, right? Because that's what the emotions really we're referencing here is that the emotions are beyond the mental uh, material state, but that they have a an abstract way of showing us either our intuition or um, helping us. Emotional intelligence is a whole other thing, right? So in order to develop a healthy emotional state, or way of dealing with our emotions, that emotional, um, the emotional, not conditioning, but the emotional um, reference that we get from early childhood, that happens in the home. And so this psychologist is saying that if we have that emotional sustenance, we can feel secure to go out and be in the world because we're not reworking it and trying to uh, reprogram or rewire ourselves to feel safe and healthy and have healthy relationships. So that's all the fourth house is about is that early childhood conditioning. It can, it can be on a kind of karmic soul level too, where you inherit fourth house matters. A lot of gifts can also be seen from the fourth house um, because it is the um, familial line. So beyond that, when we talk about the element water, what's water about? Water is about... Uh, a different kind of intelligence. It is about having a an emotional response to life. Emotions have to do with going with the flow. Someone who lacks a lot of water in their astrological chart or uh, is going to have a hard time going with the flow. Water can also be very grounding. Water can give you the ability to move through things without needing to analyze or plan. Planning is a material earth element aspect. And uh, mentally processing or thinking your way logically through something is attributed to the air element. So when we're talking about water, we're talking about your ability to go with the flow. And so the sign cancer is also like its opposite sign cancer because polarities can also tell you a lot that polarity axis between cancer and capricorn is about security capricorn is about material security or um job security and cancer is about emotional security and so how do we become emotionally secure and this axis between capricorn and cancer they're also the parental signs. Capricorn, more of the elder, more of the grandparent. Cancer, more as the mother. Um, but that axis is really about learning how to parent ourselves too. Because aside from how we were raised, and most of us weren't raised in our ideal 
setting or way. And that's part of being human is to overcome our childhood, to, to nourish ourselves with emotional sustenance, to fill ourselves up so that we can help other people and so that we can nourish our own families healthfully. And that's always a journey, isn't it? To shed our past or to take what we loved and that was beautiful from our upbringing and to incorporate more of that as an example. And so cancer beyond being a water sign and beyond being that cardinal sign that initiates because cancers are known too for being passive and for being non-confrontational. If you think about the symbolism as the crab and they walk sideways and they don't deal with direct confrontation, let's say like an Aries. But there's a reason for this because cancer as a cardinal sign is quite, or in fact, very progressive. They will get up in the morning. They'll, um, they'll start their day quickly. They'll initiate things. They're not fearful Although if they don't feel emotionally safe, they might sidestep. They might not know how to, when it comes to interacting with other people, they may not know how to go after something or have direct confrontation. But when it comes to doing things in their life, they will be an initiator and people forget that. There's also a stereotype with cancer in which people think they are perhaps weak or perhaps... um, They're the sign that's more attributed to being reflective. And so some people think that they're shy. Cancers have an incredible sense of humor. And like Capricorn, because a lot of people with a lot of Capricorn placements, even Capricorn rising, they have a great sense of humor. It's very satirical. Um, They love satire. But when it comes to cancer, cancers have a great sense of humor too. In fact, it's one of their strongest attributes. If you ever hear a cancer laugh, it's like a belly laugh. They love humor. And they're associated too, don't forget, their ruling planet is the moon, which is lunacy or to be lunar. And why is that? Why do they have so many moods? And why are they attributed... um, to the the planet, uh, or to the moon rather, that's because of their ever-flowing emotional nature. A cancer, or wherever you have cancer in your natal chart, is where you will be going through a process. And that process is related to the phases of the moon, which last 28 days. So if you find that you are going through something emotionally, or you may get more specific and look at this particular part of your chart in cancer, may need its own 28-day cycle in which you're processing that area of your chart or life until you make a decision. Cancers have an emotional brain. They have a high IQ, typically speaking, But there can be this expression with them in which they're defensive and they almost seem emotionally immature. And so you might not notice their high IQ or excuse me, their high EQ, emotional intelligence. The reason for that is that cancers are meant to protect. And that is what being a mother is about, isn't it? If you think about earlier when we asked, what is your definition of mother? What do you consider a mother to be? It's different for everyone. But but I think all of us probably agree that it's to nurture a facet of ourselves. Now, whether your ideal mother is to help you cultivate freedom or adventure or to stand up for yourself or to care for you and cook for you, and it's that more stereotypical feminine nature, we all have this idealization of what the mother really means. Now, cancer, having this high EQ, why then do they act sometimes defensive or sometimes immature? And how can we deal with that? And when we feel that way, how do we deal with that? I invite you to think about when you get defensive in your life. What makes you feel defensive? It's often to protect something. It's to protect an idea that you have. It's to protect a person in your life. It's to to protect a desire that you have. It's always in defense of something. And that's why we act defensive. 
So that is the quintessential nature of cancer is that they, it could be misplaced defensiveness. If you come to a cancer and you say, this bothers me, they will probably get defensive. That will be their first reaction. But why? They want to feel, they're born, sun sign cancer I'm referring to, are born with a need to care for others and to care for themselves. And so this can be misplaced. When you confront a cancer, their initial reaction is to protect. But what are they protecting? They may not know, but that's their initial reaction. Just like an Aries initial reaction might be to also defend, but to stand up for their right to be free or to be autonomous. And are you threatening that? So we all have a knee-jerk reaction. Um, But beyond that, I invite you, if you are a cancer, to look at that. Why do you get defensive? And if you have a cancer in your life, why are they getting defensive? Maybe give them that room. When you approach a cancer cancer, and you have an issue, know that they might take that approach with you, but that's not your responsibility. It doesn't matter. That's on them. But you might bring it to their attention and you might say, I'm not... Um, I'm bringing this up because this bothers me or this is something I'd like to work on with you or here's my idea. I'm not criticizing you because that is a big, big theme with cancers and that's why they have a bad reputation sometimes. But in terms of the creative process, let's go back to this theory about evolution and we as human beings have a human nature to evolve through the different facets of life, whether that's evolving through our emotional nature or our mental capacity or our physical wellness um, or in terms of um, our role and finding purpose in the world, when we get to that fourth zodiac sign, Cancer, we have come through the first quadrant, which is to know thyself, the I am presence of my personality, right? Of your personality, of your value and feeling safe in the body and understanding your mental process in Gemini, by the time we get to cancer, there's a creative process that is happening in terms of emotional sustenance. And what that looks like is cancer is known for being the mother sign that um, related to the breast and it's the most fertile sign in the zodiac second to Taurus excuse me, Taurus is second to cancer. And so there's a self-ovulation process that's happening, even if you're male, even if you know cancer males. And here's what's really going on, is there's a process in which the emotional brain is pushing out a seed. And that seed then is inspired by a deep, intimacy. Just keep following me for a moment. Cancers are known for being nostalgic. They're known for clinging to the past or for clinging to people. But why? Because if their whole motto is about nourishing thyself and nourishing others, they have an attachment to the past. They have an attachment to their own mother and the way in which they were mothered because they value security more than anyone. There are other signs that very much value security, like Capricorn, their opposite, and Scorpio. But the sign Cancer values that safety so that they can go out into the world. And what that really means, if you think about their anatomy as the crab and that symbolism, the crab is the hard shell that is a host to all of the sentiment for life, nostalgia for the past, the emotional Uh, life of the person and that inner richness all of their their organs right those um the the beauty of them is all encapsulated in that tiny hard shell and so they appear to be harder more resilient and they certainly come across that way but internally there is such a softness and this is what it's doing is that hard shells protecting their process of uh creating a more fulfilling home life. And that home life is us, right? Wherever we are in the world, wherever we go, there we are. We are still stuck with ourselves. 
And that's the theme of Cancer, is that wherever they go, their home goes with them beyond the childhood. And that's something that they're learning. So let's go back to the self-ovulation because that's a big, that's a big concept. That's a big idea. Cancer is evocative. They are intrigued. They are turned on, let's say, or they are inspired by the past. They have an affection for the past. When something reminds them of the past, when they're nostalgic, when they see families together that they don't even know, it triggers an idea. It triggers an emotional response within response within them. And that emotional response is part of the creative process. So think about that from the, the time they're sensing and experiencing an emotional trigger to the time that's then gestating. It's take, it has its process and that idea is forming in their head around what they want or what they don't want or what's safe or how to create safety is taking place. And what's really happening is the idea that they're having is becoming solidified and it's even becoming transmuted because let's say they have a negative connotation to that spark or that ideation around memory and feeling could be negative and they have to work through it because if they were to act in that moment they're just acting out the past from trauma or from a trigger that happened so in that idea that moment in which that emotion is triggered they're they're working it out and that process of working it out is transmutation and after transmutation is when they can act out a new idea and create a true emotional sustenance in the healthy in the healthiest form for themselves that is the part of the creative process so whether they are transmuting that emotion into music whether they're transmuting that emotion into food whether they're transmuting that emotion into art or into um, motherhood whatever it is that's a process it's the process of creativity and when we move into the sign after cancer which is leo we are dealing with a tangible, manifested, creative process, which is outward, which is to be witnessed, which is to perform, because we've done the inner emotional work of what that idea triggers for us emotionally, and if we have an attachment to it or not. So then why do cancers get so attached? Because that's the process of figuring out our emotions is to think about security. Does that feeling make me feel secure? Does that feeling threaten me? Does that feeling or what's happening uh, trigger my emotions in such a way that I'm going to not feel secure? Remember that cancers are all about security and they want to feel secure. So they nurture things around them to grow but then there's a process of personalization. They get really personal about it. I took care of that person. I took care of my child and they'll leave me. Or I am doing this. I'm putting emotional love and nurturing that part of my life and it will leave. And so that's where cancers have a fear of abandonment. And what they need to remember or what you need to remember, if you find that you're, this is occurring for you, is that that's... That is when you're personalizing too much. That's when all of us in this human journey are learning non-personalization. We're learning transpersonal love through cancer. To recap, it's cancer's job to foster inception. It's the process of creativity that they are working on. And creativity, just like on a new moon, creativity happens internally. It's an inside process before it can be manifested outside. So cancers also, being attributed to the fourth house, is also known as the gateway in. And whereas Capricorn, their opposite sign, is the gateway out and the gateway of light and dark. 
So Cancer's concern then with the home is that they're really looking for a place for the soul to reside, the place where their emotions feel safe and they feel held, in which they can meander in that process, that emotional process or that process of um, creativity. They provide nourishment for others because it's their soul calling. But what they're learning to do is to nourish other people and let them go, let them be free. Because one other thing that Cancers are truly learning is how to nourish themselves first so they don't need or rely on other people. That is a false concept. Whether you're spiritual, religious, agnostic, it all is about relying on oneself and feeling safe and secure within oneself. And this is the great lesson of being a Cancer. There's an interconnectedness to all forms of nature in Cancer and to protect. So Cancers are so connected to plants, animals, food, people, anything that nourishes us. Cancers are have a natural affinity for mostly and for things in the past that remind us and protect us from things in the future. And if we know that, then we know how to healthfully commune with the sign Cancer. If we misunderstand that, like anything in life, right? Then we can become, uh, we can judge ourselves. We can feel, when Cancers try to nurture outside of themselves first, then they find um, that it doesn't work. They can feel abandoned. They can feel confused. And so it's more about um, extending and protecting all forms, which goes back to that concept of transpersonal love. There's another way to look at cancer in your chart. By looking at the very base of your chart, the bottom, and really coming to understand the sign that is there will give you much information into what makes you feel safe in this world and how you were raised and what to do with that, what you need individually, uniquely to feel safe in this world. You may also look at planets that you have in the sign of Cancer. Cancer does particularly well when uh, the planet Jupiter is placed in Cancer. This means that you have much luck and abundance with real estate. Real estate because Cancer is associated and attributed to the home or with antiques or being a mother or nourishing because Jupiter, the planet, exasperates, it accentuates, it expands on all things Cancer. Another placement that is interesting to note is when Mars, the planet of action, and raw will is placed in the sign of Cancer, which is known as being a more difficult placement because Mars wants to take action and take action based on uh, body intelligence and instinct. You know, when we feel that instinct, that gut instinct, we want to take action. When Mars is placed in Cancer, there is a real sense of overwhelm related to feelings and cancer is a nurturer, right? So cancer wants to care for everybody and wants to sit with that process. Just like the phases of the moon, how it's a process. Cancer always needs a process to move through the emotions. So Mars isn't exactly, doesn't function so well in cancer, but it's not Again, it's not good or bad or better or worse. It's just knowing yourself. Know these placements. Know how cancer functions in your chart. Whether that's a house cusp, a planet. Know the house on your IC. And really get in terms of what nurturing means to you. Even if you are a male, you have a nurturing side. You have a side of you that is emotional and receptive and that creative process too. So it's so, so important to know that side of ourselves and to know that mother means something different to all of us. And even if we didn't have the ideal mother growing up, there is probably a rhyme and a reason for it. 
You can also study your natal moon placement to see how you were mothered and how you need to take care of others and what your emotional habitual nature is like. That is denoted by the uh, sign that the moon's in, the position of the moon. And so this is all technical stuff, but it's just food for thought. You know, if you want to go deeper with it and know yourself even more, or you want to book a reading and get to know those facets of yourself, I highly recommend it. It's really, really going to help you to uh, not only heal yourself, but just to move forward with more confidence and more ease. And so this cancer season, June 20th until July 22nd, really think about how you are communing with the sign cancer. Again, whether male or female, it does not matter. We all have those maternal qualities and that need of emotional sustenance to care for ourselves before being able to fully care for others. And the same goes for being a mother. I don't know how many times I hear mothers say, I'm so busy with my children and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. If you cannot put yourself first and care for yourself, you cannot fully be there for other people and create that safe space for them and that space of support and listening. And so whether it's just working with cancer as it is and not knowing anything about your chart that's incredibly powerful in and of itself if you want to go deeper and look at the house cusp in which cancer occupies uh, or presides over in your life that area of your life that's the area of life in which you need to give it emotional sustenance and to feed it to nourish it and really see it grow and that's what cancer season is all about how we're caring for ourselves and extending that transpersonal love to others. I'll leave you with this. One of my favorite Cancerian poets, Pablo Neruda, who was born on July 12th in 1904, wrote poems constantly about love and family and home. And one of his poems in his book, Love Poems, says, I love you without knowing how or when, or from where. I love you simply without problems or pride. I love you in this way, because I do not know any other way of loving but this, in which there is no I or you, so intimate that your hand upon my chest is my hand, so intimate that when I fall asleep, your eyes close. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider leaving a five-star review. And if you have questions like the one at the beginning of this episode, please feel free to reach out and send me a voice note or email me at info at rosetheodora.com. If you enjoyed this episode and the podcast, please remember to rate and review and share it with those who you feel would enjoy it most. Thanks so much.